Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Potty. I am super excited to break down today's episode because I see it time and time again that active women are making this mistake that is absolutely holding them back from reaching their body composition goals. First of all, I have to address that I'm sitting here in my new office that I'm staying in for three weeks, um, sitting in my tracksuit pants, super cozy, and I'm super excited about it. I, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but how good are cozy vibes in terms of wearing your tracksuit pants, going outside, the crisp, fresh air, putting a jumper on and just feeling so freaking cozy. After living in Bali for a year and then recently just coming back from Greece and Italy, I am absolutely craving these sort of cold wintry vibe feelings so right now I absolutely couldn't be happier so we are back in the Netherlands and now we are here until September between now and then what Niels and I are doing we're actually house sitting and looking after people's pets for them while they go on holiday so we have just moved in to our first house where they have two cats a dog and fish and a bird um so we've all of a sudden got this responsibility of looking after all these animals and for someone who's never looked after that many animals on their own without having, you know, mum's help of constant, always feeding the dog, even though you probably promised, like, I'll feed it. Never do. Anyway, here on my own, I'm an adult now, um, looking after all these animals. It's actually been fun. I'm vibing it. And having someone, a companion on my morning walk each day has been really good. And the cats, the cats are really cuddly. I am used to cats hating me and not wanting cuddles at all, but these cats, they get up in your grill, they lay on you, and it's kind of nice. So yeah, that's where we're at at the moment. Actually, we have finally decided what we're going to do after Holland, and we have booked our flights back to Australia, and I'm super excited about it because I am just craving a sense of security and a sense of certainty like don't get me wrong like I have absolutely loved my year up till now like traveling moving around having so much experience and just living you know our best travel life but on the downside of that that really takes a toll on you and it takes a toll on your body and it takes a toll on your mindset because you know trying to navigate business and looking after my clients and then trying to move around and just having so much uncertainty in terms of like even where we're going to live has been really mentally tough so there's been a lot of things behind the scenes that I've been navigating and learning and evolving in and around myself and really learning how to you know be more adaptable and really letting go of some of my perfectionism traits really to be able to hold a steady solid mindset through it all yes it's such a glorified life on instagram it's like oh my god she's living the best life digital nomad all the things and don't get me wrong i'm super grateful that i have put in the work in order to be able to achieve that 
But at the same time, it's like anything, right? It's like, you know, the grass is greener and it's like now I'm craving this sense of security and safety and certainty, you know, I'm craving the fact that I know that I'm going to be able to wake up and have an office space so I can sit down and record a podcast or create some content instead of the thought of being like, shit, we have to pack up again and then move. So that's where we're at right now. That's how we're, what's happening behind the scenes. So I'm doing a lot of journaling at the moment, a lot of deep reflection, a lot of self-honesty and really reflecting in on like myself and my needs and are my needs being met because honestly like just the difference between having this office space within the last three days I have felt my body my energy my everything has just felt so much easier lighter and like excited again and almost feel like myself again because I have I am fulfilling those needs in a really positive way and I wanted to chat about that today because it's like it's something that not many people are really looking at And after like, you know, having this experience and being able to reflect on it, it's such a good learning moment of how important it is to be fulfilling these needs in a certain way. And it's, it's really good to look at too, right? Like it could be the opposite for you as well. Like it could be the fact that you are so much in routine and you are in so much certainty and stability that you're actually craving a little bit more variety, right? And then if you're not fulfilling that need of variety, then you too could also get in these negative mindset spirals, feeling like, you know, something is wrong, something doesn't feel right, something doesn't feel in alignment, but you just can't put a finger on what. So I know this has nothing to do with today's topic, but I just wanted to talk about kind of, you know, the things that I'm navigating at the moment to maybe give you some insight and some awareness in and around maybe you could be struggling with something as well to, you know, really be able to move through that. So yeah, maybe it's you need to have a little bit more certainty or maybe you need to have a little bit more variety. Maybe you need to book a holiday and (laughs) really fulfill those needs in that way. Anyway, I digress because that's what I do here and, you know, I love to chat and I love to talk, so we're here for it. (laughs) Okay, so into today's topic, we're talking about the whole 1,200 calories and Like I already said at the beginning, this is something I see all the freaking time. People with their nutrition thinking that they need to eat 1,200 calories in order to tone up. And I'm specifically talking to toning here today because it's this whole thing, right? Like people just think that they're going to lose weight and they're going to look toned. But I'm here to tell you, babe, it doesn't happen like that. If you don't have any muscle, then you're not going to look toned because in order to be toned, you need to build muscle. And I made that mistake like literally for five years on the grind, right? I'm trying to lose weight because I wanted to tone. I wanted to look lean. I wanted to look strong. I wanted to, you know, have definition, but constantly just focusing on those weight loss goals that didn't get me very far. Anyway, I'll get into that later, but Now I wanted to speak to this whole 1200 calorie thing. And because it's so common, I decided to look it up. I'm like, where are people getting this from? Where are we learning this information? So what did I do? A doctor Googled it. (laughs) And I know this is not where we get our science back research from, but it is a resource that everyone has. So I went there first. So I Googled it and... The first thing that told me that I should be eating 1,200 calories is light and easy. They can put me on a a 1,200 calorie meal plan that's going to help me drop fat. 
So, oh, of course. Of course I want to do that. I'm going to drop fat. All I have to do is eat 1,200 calories and follow this meal plan. Oh, my God. I can do that. Two weeks in, you realize how little 1,200 calories is and then you can't stick to it and you haven't lost any weight. (laughs) The next thing that I found, which I thought was super interesting, I've kind of like seen this in bookstores before, but it's the the next thing that kind of really caught my eye when I was Googling this 1,200 calorie thing is the Fast 800. How to combine rapid weight loss and intermittent fasting for long-term good health. An exciting new program built around a more manageable 1,800-calorie fast day. And this just, it honestly, it blows my mind. And I understand where these, you know, fad diets come from. Like, it's always, I guess, coming from a really good place, right? It's trying to help people reach their goal. It's trying to help people be more healthy. But it just, it hurts my heart when people are not educated in terms of what an 800 calorie diet is going to do for an active female who is training like four to five times a week. Because like underneath the blurb about how it's, uh, you know, going to combine rapid weight loss and intermittent fasting, it goes to say that recent studies have shown that 800 calories is the magic number when it comes to successful dieting. It's an amount high enough to be manageable, but low enough to speed weight loss and trigger a range of desirable metabolic outcomes. And like, I fully get it, right? Like there is a a target market that this book specifically is targeted for. I didn't read too much more about it because this is the thing that people do. They don't read much more about it. They just look at that marketing message and then they're like, yes, I'm going to do that. All I have to do is stick to these 800 calories. And it hurts my heart because when people don't have the education and then they can't actually make a logical, rational decision, a lot of the time these sort of decisions are made are based on emotional reasons because if they're stemming from a place of like, I hate my body because I I really don't like my body and I really want to lose weight because if I lose weight, then I'm actually going to be able to feel confident. I'm actually going to be able to wear the clothes that I want. I'm actually going to be able to go and enjoy my life and I can't do that until I lose weight. So a lot of the time these decisions are based off emotion and therefore we read these first few lines of like selling this 800 calorie diet and then they're like yes this is what I want to do because I want to achieve my result. At the end of the day a lot of people don't really care about how they achieve their result. They just want that result really quickly. So that's why it's really easy to read like oh intermittent fasting and rapid weight loss fuck yes, I'm going to do that without really thinking about the consequences of what actually happens when they try shit like this, right? So if you're not able to make your own decisions and you're always, you know, going back to that emotional state and making decisions off that, it's hard to really see the problems within these sort of things. So that's why I wanted to speak to that today because it's a really important thing that people need to understand is that like you don't have to be doing this 800 calorie thing in order to achieve your ideal body. And the thing is, is that like this sort of advice from these books is not suited for everyone. And that is a big problem. Like 
because especially if we're coming in from these vulnerable states with emotion and that we really want to achieve these goals, we grasp onto this advice that's not suited for the amount of exercise that you're doing. It's not suited for, you know, someone who is training five days a week. This sort of information, these sort of recommendations is probably more suited for someone who is really sedentary, who maybe is more suited for people who have been diagnosed with chronic disease. So maybe someone who has been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Like these sort of plans can be really helpful and beneficial for that type of client. However, you know, but if you're an active female who is training more than four times a week and, you know, getting 10K steps in, following these sort of recommendations is actually dangerous for your health. Because what happens when you eat these low calories, right? It's actually eating underneath your basal metabolic rate, which is the amount of energy you need every single day to keep yourself alive, right? Like that's just your basic human functions of your metabolism, your breathing, your menstrual cycle, and all of the things, right? And if you're not eating enough just to cover that, then it's going to put your body in a low energy availability state. And what happens, we see it time and time again when, you know, active females are trying to tone up and following these low calorie diets is when they lose their period. It's when their digestion turns really slow and they start feeling bloated or when females just have zero energy. They, you know, maybe they're energetic in the morning, but it gets the afternoon and they're absolutely spent and maybe they need that third coffee of the day just to get through. Right? So these are all signs and symptoms that what you're doing is not healthy for your body, right? And that's the thing. And the second problem with these 1200 calorie diets and these 800 calorie diet books is that these are responsible for creating our food rules. And we know that food rules are the reason why we feel really guilty or we get stuck in shame spirals when we break them. So for example, what I mean like this is that, okay, cool. They're now saying that I have to eat 1200 calories in order to get my ideal body. We then start believing that I have to eat 1200 calories in order to get my ideal body. So then what happens? We're in that belief system. It's ingrained in us. We then Anytime we eat over the 1200 calories, we're going to feel terrible. We're going to feel like we're failing. We're going to feel like we're never going to be successful. We feel like we're never going to be happy because we are not able to lose weight. That's going to be significantly impacting how we feel. Another example of a belief that could be created from these things is that calories are bad. Calories are going to make me gain weight. Calories are going to make me fat. And if I gain weight, then I don't look good in my clothes. And if I don't look in my clothes, then I can't go out and be myself. I Ultimately, I can't be happy, right? So then we get into those belief systems of, okay, calories are bad. That means I have to do everything in my power to avoid having too many calories, I'm going to skip carbohydrates. I'm going to fill up on like low calorie foods like zoodles or those disgusting noodles that are like zero calories or things like pounded peanut butter instead of the real thing. 
cauliflower rice instead of real rice, right? We make all these dietary changes in order to save calories because we now believe that calories are bad. All from these diets. And then the thing that like makes me upset the most really is that when you do follow these things of these 800 calorie diets or these 1200 calorie diets and you were successful, right? You did lose weight, but what happens? You probably put it back on. But because you were successful, it then makes these beliefs even stronger to be like, well, I did that before and I, you know, I cut out carbs and I ate these low calories and it worked. So therefore that is true. That is the only thing that is then going to work for me. Right. And it's really important to understand these belief patterns and where we're coming from is because until you shake these beliefs of calories are bad or I have to eat these 1200 calories is that you're never going to fully be successful when you start fueling your body correctly. Because what happens is like when you get triggered or, you know, when you eat too much or you eat too many calories, self-sabotage is going to slide right in and be like, you have to restrict now because you're eating too much because calories are bad and you've just done this. So now you're going to fall back into that restriction mentality. And this is why I talk to beliefs so much in and around nutrition Because honestly, like until you really can anchor into and believe that calories are actually a good thing, because they are, all calories are is energy. And when you start looking at it like that, you're like, whoa, calories are energy. My body needs energy. My body needs energy to thrive. My body needs energy to train. My body needs energy to actually achieve my ideal body. So when you go into those mindsets, eating calories actually becomes a hell of a lot easier because now you're like, oh yeah, I'm just, you know, giving myself energy and my body needs that. And that's a good thing. Then do you think you're going to feel triggered when you eat too much, when you realize that, you know, this is actually just energy. And when you eat too much, perceive too much, it's like, oh, I'm just giving my body more energy. And that's not a bad thing, right? The other thing I wanted to speak to is like trying to stick to these 1200 calorie diets all of the time is the reason why people have a poor relationship with food. It's a reason why people have a poor relationship with MyFitnessPal. And this is a whole nother topic of conversation is the whole tracking calories thing. And I really have developed a really you know, honest opinion, I guess, about this, because I personally have been on both sides of the equation of my fitness pal, like completely ruined my life at one stage. And I have really reflected on that. And I fully understand why now, like why I had a really poor relationship with my fitness pal is because number one, what I was trying to stick to, aka 1400 calories for me is still significantly low, right? And I was trying to stick to these calories and I was, I couldn't do it because it was so low for me all of the time. And then, so I built this really unhealthy relationship with my fitness pal because my calories were so low. I was constantly eating over it. So therefore I was falling into this shame spiral of like, fuck, I hate tracking because I just always go over. And then I was always making it mean something about myself. 
I was always making it mean that I was a failure, that I was shit, that I couldn't stick to something. But in reality, it was because my calories were just way too low and that's what I couldn't stick to. And of course, my perfectionism also, you know, makes that so much worse in terms of like thinking that things need to be perfect all of the time, playing into the stories of really thinking that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't ever going to reach my goal. So it's this whole piece, right? It wasn't necessarily my fitness pal, but it was more so what I was making it mean about myself. And that's a really important piece to understand because now working through all of these things and really learning that actually it wasn't about my fitness pal. It was about that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't eating enough for how much I was exercising and how hungry I was. I wasn't cycling through periods of maintenance calories and deficit calories. I was just going just trying to stick to this unrealistic number all of the time. So there was so much lack of education in around using it. So I can see why I was just falling into so many mistakes. And that's the thing, like right now I look at my fitness pal and I'm like, oh my God, it is such an amazing tool when it's used correctly to understand nutrition, right? And it can actually help so many people move through food rules that they might have. It's like, you know, these rules of calories are bad and, you know, I can't eat these bad foods. And like when you use my fitness pal to its advantage, you're like, holy shit, like I can have chocolate, I can have an ice cream and I can track it and I can still fit it into my day. And like, it's not the vibe of if it fits your macros and like you'll reach your body composition. That's not it. That's not the vibe because I don't fully like to see food as numbers. However, when you do have a body composition goal and you do are afraid of eating some certain foods, maybe it's even bread or mayonnaise like I once used to be, you can easily see how like, you know, you have to eat 200 grams of carbohydrates a day. You can easily see how that fits. Put it into my fitness pal. And you're like, holy shit, this one piece of bread is only like 20 grams of carbs. I still have so many to eat in a day. And it really takes like the pressure off in terms of, well, whoa, I can eat all this food and it to be okay. Sorry, I've just gone real off topic in terms of talking about tracking here, but it's such an important piece to understand that, you know, it's not about the tracking what I was speaking to, but it's more so about, you know, what these 1200 calorie diets and these 800 calorie diets can do to people mentally. And that's then is the problem. And then, of course, the biggest thing, right, I think of all of this, of these 1200 calorie diets is binge restrict cycles. And this is where people fall into it is because like binge restrict cycles happen for two reasons. The first reason why it happens is simply from underfueling, not eating enough for your caloric needs for the day. And this is this whole piece of where we learn this thing of calories are bad. I can't eat too much. I have to stick to these low calories. We then go into these restriction mindsets and we don't fuel our bodies correctly. So what ends up happening is because we're literally under eating so much each and every day, we again, then we reach breaking point. The body literally can't handle it anymore. And then all of a sudden you've eaten all this food and number one, you can't stop because you've been restricting yourself because it's your body's natural mechanism to under eating. So of course, like what's the worst next thing that you can do is go back to restriction. But that's what everyone's doing, right? Because they have so much guilt and shame around how just they ate so much because of the story, right? Of calories are bad. 
feeding back into it as like, well, now I have to restrict in order to achieve my goal. When in reality, that's just feeding back into these cycles. And the second reason why is for emotional reasons. And I'm not going to speak too much about that today because that's a whole episode within itself. But I just wanted to speak to the whole 1200 calorie thing and how it's really affecting and why it's causing, you know, these binge restrict cycles. And the thing is, guys, like, think about it. Like, how many people do you know that is actually eating 1,200 calories to get leaned and toned? Maybe you have experience of yourself. I have experience for myself of trying to eat 1,400 calories and couldn't stick to it. Yes, short term, absolutely. But then, like I've already explained, it feeds back into all of the things, right, of creating an unhealthy relationship with food, unhealthy relationship with my fitness power, and most importantly, an unhealthy relationship with yourself. And that's the thing. Shaming yourself of not being good enough, shaming yourself for being a failure, and shaming yourself and not believing that it's actually possible for you to reach your goals. So guys, this is where I invite you to like really reflect on your own patterns and your own behaviors in and around nutrition. And it's really something to think about and to go a little bit deeper on in terms of, I just want to lose weight and actually being self-honest and actually like, you know, thinking about how you are respecting your body and how you are showing up with your nutrition and exercise. Because the thing is, is that like, if you don't actually learn how to fuel your body correctly, and if you don't let go of all these stories of food is bad, I can't eat over 1200 calories, you're probably not going to ever be able to sustainably reach your ideal body. Because like I already spoke to is like, if you're not shifting these belief systems, it's self-sabotage is going to come in and hit you freaking hard, then might be causing you to go back into that restriction mentality. Because the thing is, is that if you don't learn how to fuel your body correctly and your goal is to be toned, you're never going to be able to achieve that because achieving a toned physique is not going to happen in a calorie deficit. A toned physique requires you to build muscle. And in order to build muscle, you have to eat more than 1200 calories. You have to come out of the deficit and you have to spend time either at maintenance calories or in a surplus. Because without that extra energy, how do you think your body is going to be able to build up muscle to get more definition, to get a toned physique if you're constantly undercutting it and not eating enough? And this is this whole thing, right, of you will stay at skinny fat if you don't make these changes and start eating more and focusing more on building muscle rather than weight loss. Because it's this whole thing of actually changing your body composition and what your body composition is made up of in terms of when I speak to body composition, what I'm talking about is the percentage of body fat you have and the percentage of muscle mass that you have, right? And this is the difference between focusing on changing your body composition between focusing on trying to lose weight all the time. And this is what happened to me all of the time. I was so focused on losing weight. I would restrict my food. I would do tons of cardio. I would burn heaps of calories. I wanted to be toned, but I was doing all the things to lose weight. So anytime I did lose weight, I lost it in the form of body fat, 
but it also lost it in the ways of muscle. So I would fluctuate. I would lose five kilos and I still wouldn't be happy with what I looked like because my body fat percentage was still higher than my muscle mass, still leaving me at skinny fat. And of course, like it was like, you know, those challenges in body scans, time after time, do it again, do it again, lose weight. Perfect. I would go down in weight. I would lose, you know, five kilos from all of the things that I implemented in terms of like restricting and like doing heaps of heaps of exercise. But then, of course, go back out of my ways and then, you know, put it back on. And again, still my body composition never really changed because I still had more body fat than muscle. It wasn't until I actually focused on changing my body composition in terms of building muscle and then being able to lose or gain body fat. So I actually had that change in body composition that I was looking for. I actually had more definition and I actually looked toned. Because we all know this is not new advice, right? You can't spot reduce fat. Like we get that, we know. However, what you can do is you can build muscle in a certain area. You can build muscle in your abs to get more definition in your core. You can build muscle in your glutes so that you have more definition and more perkiness in and around your butt. You can build muscle in your hamstrings so that your glutes go around and then they have a really nice shelf to sit on because you've got some hamstring definition to get a really good booty look, right? And that's the thing, like once you build the muscle, you then can manipulate your body fat percentage to where you want to sit so that you actually technically can't spot reduced fat, but then, you know, you can build muscle in certain areas to get a better shape so that, you know, when you do do a deficit, you have got that shape of the muscle. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I actually look good in the mirror. I actually am checking myself out instead of focusing on losing weight and putting it back on, losing weight and putting it back on. Because this is the thing, right? It's like once you build the muscle, you put in the effort, you take time out of your calorie deficit, you're at maintenance, really focus on body recomposition rather than just weight loss. And this is the whole thing of where people can go on holidays and actually, you know, eat all the food and not have to worry about their body changing so much because once you have the muscle like I just said is that it's hard to get rid of once you have it and this is the difference between you know back in the day when I used to go on a holiday like five years ago when I hadn't built any muscle I would go on holiday and eat all the food and I would gain body fat but the difference now is because I put the time in and I've built some muscle, like I'm still building it and it takes freaking ages to do. And that's why I want to just plug in this piece of like, if you're still thinking it's going to make you bulky, think again, because actually building muscle is really freaking difficult. And like, am I bulky? I don't think so. And do I do any cardio? No, I don't. And this is the thing. It's like the difference of now when I go on holiday, I can, you know, <laughs> there's also a different mindset because there's a, an understanding about nutrition, right? Like I know I have to continue eating high amounts of protein. I know I have to balance my plate. I eat for satisfaction. I eat until I'm full and satisfied and all the things that I teach inside the Fit and Free Academy. It's not this like, woo, fuck it. Like I never live my life like that anymore because I literally treat every single day the same. 
Anyway, that's a different topic of conversation. But most importantly, because I've taken time to build muscle, that my body composition doesn't necessarily change anymore because I'm not fluctuating in weight because my body composition has changed. I've got more muscle than fat tissue. Well, give or take, you know, depending. <laughs> but my physique doesn't necessarily physically change too much because I've built that muscle and taken the time. So if you're stuck there, you know, you're putting losing weight and putting back on, losing weight and putting back on, and your goal is to get toned, this is your sign that you probably got to build muscle. You've probably got to come out of your calorie deficit and you've probably got to eat at least maintenance. And that's the thing that I start with my clients all the time is we come out of the calorie deficit and we don't necessarily go into a surplus because a lot of the time that can be quite triggering and that can be very scary, but we start at maintenance. We just build confidence, confidence in food, confidence in numbers, confidence in getting stronger. Then eventually down the track, how we normally go is then eventually we get into that surplus. They're like, oh yeah, they've built the evidence that food is not bad. They've built evidence that calories are a good thing. They've, you know, seen progress. They're, you know, happy with where they're at with their body. But now they know if they want to continue to improve, again, they've got to push the edge. They've got to go to their boundaries and push themselves in terms of being, you know, borderline triggered in terms of to be able to grow. Because if you just keep you know, if you just stay within your comfort zone consistently, like how are you ever going to improve when you're just doing the same thing over and over again? So I just want to leave you guys with some things that you can reflect in on. And because like, if you, like I already said to you before, like if you're not thinking about changing these belief systems and you're probably still going to be stuck within that skinny fat cycle and that um, self-sabotage is going to hit you pretty hard. So some questions that you can sit down and journal on, some practical things that you can literally walk away with today is ask yourself, why am I believing that I have to stick to these low calories? Where did I learn this from? And ultimately, is this true for me? Or is this just something that I've seen on social media? I've seen a celebrity do it. I've seen it in front of a TV magazine. I've seen the 800 calorie book too. And I also believe that that's what I have to do, right? Because this is the thing. Like, do you really want to keep restricting your food? Do you keep want to be shaming yourself and feeling guilt and stuck in these binge restrict cycles? Or do you want to live and lead your life with fueling your body correctly having so much freaking energy, getting strong and actually looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, fuck, I actually look good. And like, you're doing all of the work anyway. So why not have a systemized approach that actually sees the result that you want, right? You're eating food every day. You're exercising every day. You may as well have a plan that you actually see a result from. That's what I think anyway. <laughs> so let me know what you guys think of this episode I would love your feedback I love your dms I love chatting because it yeah it just helps me know that you're enjoying it and if you haven't written a review yet can you please do it for me like it really helps a sister out I'm not even kidding you know this whole algorithm thing like it gets bumped I get bumped up if we have more reviews so if you're with me, if you want to help more women 
stop being restricted with food and actually get strong and see results and, you know, feel really fucking confident in their bodies, can you please write a review? Because that really helps me. Apple Podcast, open the app, two seconds, five star. <laughs> That's where we're at. Um, and then the other thing is, if you haven't taken the quiz yet, if you don't know how much and what to eat, you're freaking struggling, literally. Asking yourself every single day, oh, I just wish I knew how much I needed to eat. Oh, I wish. Then take my quiz because it's going to break down exactly how much you need to eat and what you're doing wrong in order to achieve your ideal body. For that one, the link is in my bio. We are now enrolling for the Fit and Free Academy. Of course, another round starting in two weeks. So get your butt in there if you're struggling with all of this, because honestly, it is absolutely going to change your life. And I'm not just saying that because I'm like, you know, the coach and obsessed with my own program, but it actually will change your life in terms of when you start fueling your body correctly and training with intent, you will see the difference. So applications are now open. I do an application process because it is only specific for certain people. Like it's not for everyone, absolutely not. And I just, how it works is I do an application form and I jump on a discovery call with you just to see if I actually am the right person to help you achieving your goals. And I have definitely chatted with people and we definitely weren't a good fit and that's a good thing, right? And that's what it's all about. Just finding the right person for you. So yeah, if you're interested, a link for that is in the show notes as well. But again, thank you all for being here. I really do appreciate you all. And I will see you, not really, I won't see you, but you will hear me in the next episode. Bye. The number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes, constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're going to start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet under the sun and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals, take my free two-minute quiz. You can find the link in the show notes down below and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals.